Hello, and uh, it's happy Boxing Day. You might not uh, see this video until way later. Who knows when you're going to stumble across it, but today is Boxing Day of 2023. And a message came through that I wanted to share and put on the Paramedical Tattoo Podcast um, about resonance. But first, I would like to tell you guys a little story about Boxing Day. And I'd also like to say that I'm going to be doing a series of three to five um, just a little solo message delivering like this over the next week or two um, and posting them every day that I that I record them. Um, unannounced, I'm not going to be posting about it on Instagram. Hey, check out my new podcast. Nothing like that. This is really just intimate. I really want to talk to the breast cancer survivors, previvors, top surgery recipients. I'm really speaking specifically to people looking for areola tattooing and just uh, putting it out to the universe that I hope that they resonate with this message and find me. So Boxing Day is actually St. Stephen's Day. You can look this up online. Uh, St. Stephen was martyred for um, boxing up the leftovers after all the Christmas feasts. I think in the days of King Louis, but I could be wrong about that. Um, should have done my homework before I started recording. Um, and he would box up all the leftovers from all the feasts, like I said, and he was one of the stable boys. He's actually the patron saint of horses and horsemen, which is cool. So he would, uh, one of the stable boys, put the boxes on the back of the horse and cart and go around to all the other rich folk. They would do the same. Those stable people would come out and St. Stephen kind of headed this up. So he took the fall come out and with all the boxed up leftovers and then they would take them to those less fortunate and share them share the wealth as they say now I really resonate with this story not only am I really in the horses um but also um my mother married a man that was named after the saint so I got very familiar with this story over the years now the Stephen in my life doesn't really care much at all about horses, but um, it got me thinking about resonance. And I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to put into words how those two go together in this call, but um, just really wanting to help others, I guess. You know, so many, it feels so good to help somebody, doesn't it? We get a little endorphin rush when we help somebody. And so now I want to talk about areola tattooing and the reason that I became an, an activist for this at a time when people don't really see a need for activism in this <laughs> because I have lost my breasts. And I know you, you guys hear this all the time. It's, it's not really, I'm not I just really want those of you to, who resonate with this to really just follow me along on this little journey here um, because I also received poorly done areola tattoos by somebody who doesn't know how to tattoo scar tissue. And this is going to be what my next little series is about. And I'm not going to be announcing anything. As I said, I'm just going to be quietly posting and hoping that the people who need to hear it come and find me and resonate with this. Um, because we have a lot of people out there that are chasing that endorphin rush of helping somebody who's lost their breasts. They haven't really developed the skill set. And there's no 
real requirements to either. For example, and the reason that I'm doing this series is because I don't think that very many breast cancer survivors understand that the truth is that a doctor or a nurse is not required to take any kind of acknowledged tattoo training in order to do this tattooing. And uh, so they're not really helping. They want to help. They're doing it because they think that it's helping, but almost 80, actually over 80% of people surveyed in uh, Becky's survey um, said that they were less happy with their bodies after they got tattooed, after they got their areolas tattooed. So that means 80% of those people tattooing them are causing harm. And I guarantee you that they're not doing this to cause harm. They're doing this because they want to help. Now, what they don't understand is that um, when you first get your areolas tattooed, you when you first look in the mirror, uh, you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how not normal I felt not having areolas. And that part of you that didn't understand that feeling that it had really is just elated that that feeling is over. It's just like, oh my God, I feel normal again. I feel normal again. I feel pretty again. I feel like a woman again. I feel like a human again are a lot of the words that I've heard. Those are the phrases that I hear when I do this work. Now, which is great. Of course, it's fantastic. I want that for everybody. I wanted it for myself. And I still had that response. So the person who gave me the botched nipple tattoos um, saw that version of me because that was the experience I had when I first looked at my body after it was tattooed. I was like, I was so relieved in ways that I didn't realize that I needed to be relieved. It was like I was holding this. I was holding this. I was holding my breath in a way. I was holding some tension inside my body in a way. And when I looked in the mirror, I was like, I let it out. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, so I can feel normal again. Now, when she was tattooing me, I knew uh, that she was overworking the skin. Uh, she had taken a training of mine. I'm sure she was nervous and she was just doing her best. She didn't know she was overworking the skin. I tried to talk to her a couple times like while she was tattooing me. And she was like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine because she really thought that it was. She didn't know she was overworking the skin. This is what happens when doctors and surgeons and nurses who haven't taken a lot of training uh, get into this work. They just don't know what they don't know. The same with me when I was starting out tattooing. It's, it's, hard to, it's harder to learn than you would think. And the medical field doesn't really see it as a profession. They don't see it as a profession that matches their own, that requires as much knowledge. For the most part, that that a lot of medical professionals have. Now, it's not a medical procedure. Tattooing is not a medical procedure. In some cases, with extra training, it can be a medical art, like what I'm talking about with areola restoration, is a medical art. And we have to classify it in the same way that we classify um, medical illustration or even making prosthetics. It's an art that aligns with medical needs, but it is not a medical procedure and it requires an extra skill set. So when I see women that have bad nipple tattoos, it resonates with the part of me that 
had to mourn and grieve that maybe I didn't deserve to have good nipple tattoos. Feelings of unworthiness can be triggered. They can come up. So the survivors don't speak up. Maybe they feel like this is it. I've, I've had these conversations a lot. I've heard my clients say, well, if that's all they can do, then I guess that's what I get. Or I know I'm lucky to be alive or I'm just worried. Well, I just don't want the cancer to come back. And they kind of project it on other things and come up with reasons why they don't deserve to have the quality that they deserve to have. And that puts the onus on us on us tattooists. It's on us to provide that quality. Even in those moments where we think that what we're doing is good enough, we don't know what we're sending that person home with if, say, the pigment fades and the tattoo goes away. And maybe they didn't believe in tattooing to begin with, or it was against their religious beliefs. And now they have to go through it again. Or maybe like me, they were scarred because the person tattooing them didn't actually take any scar training. And so the tattoo gets destroyed by the through the healing process and chunks of it come out or it's it looks faded, but really it's shiny and thick and chunky. And there's scars caused by the practitioner who wasn't required to take training in scar tissue or maybe it's not artistic maybe it doesn't really look realistic because there's a lot of people out there doing areola tattooing who don't have any artistic I don't want to say skill or talent because a skill can be developed and I, I don't really believe that drawing is a talent I believe it is a skill that can be developed but there's a lot of people out there doing this that are just aren't taking the time to develop that skill including the nurses and the doctors, because they have a whole other career that they have to focus on. Because I could imagine being a doctor is a pretty demanding career. Well, being a tattooer is a pretty demanding career too. So I feel like let doctors doctors and tattooers tattoo. And I, I wish that we weren't fighting the stereotypes of tattoo artists being bad guys. Where people are like, oh, you must be a biker too. Like, what? Who told you that? And they're like, well, I saw it in the movies. So it must be true. If it's on TV, it must be true. So tattoo artists that are skilled and have developed this skill set enough to do really great areola tattoos. There's more and more and more of us coming into this, which is fantastic. Um, but the breast cancer survivors don't know other what what to expect other than what they're seeing and what they're seeing is usually movies where well how do you know who the bad guy is well he's the tattooed guy the tattooed guy is the bad guy and then the next question is how do you know he's the bad guy because he's tattooed he must be a bad guy and it reinforces this idea this belief that tattooed people are bad people and tattoo parlors are dirty places where really, I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers, but the hospitals are dirty places because people come into hospitals bleeding. People come into hospitals who were just 
in an accident or shot and they come in and they make a mess of the space that just will never happen in a tattoo in a tattoo shop or a surgery has there's stuff going on everywhere and everybody is you know you're in the you're in the wound in a surgery especially a mastectomy where it's such a big area your entire upper chest and people are exposed to things that a tattoo shop drawing on the surface of the skin with one little tray set up will never have because when I do a tattoo it doesn't even bleed so I'm not even really exposed to full blood just a little bit of plasma so the idea that tattoo studios are dirty places is a really outdated idea but it resonates inside for somebody who believes that it'll resonate with a part of them that isn't trusting of the professionals that have their best interests in heart and the skill set to make it happen for them. So a survivor might not see the right professional for the job based on bias that resonates with the fear that they have. And the reason I wanted to talk about resonance today is because that fear that you have of what if it doesn't fix this feeling that I have that my body is foreign to me. As somebody who's had a mastectomy and had botched nipple tattoos and started this podcast to have these conversations with you guys, because nobody's really having these conversations. And I decided that I had so many of them privately that I needed to start also having them publicly. So I started a magazine and I started a podcast and I started trying to devote my whole life to kind of bridging these gaps so that you'd be more informed when you go to make a decision on if you're a survivor, where to go to get tattooed. Or if you're a tattooer who wants more training, where to go for training? Because I'm telling you, the people out there that are offering these trainings haven't been to art school. They haven't been tattooing scar tissue for 25 years like I have. They haven't had a mastectomy. They don't know what it's like to look in the mirror and see those nipples that you know aren't going to heal well because that person overworked the skin a little bit. But still having that relief of that tension inside that I didn't even know I was holding. We have people out here offering trainings and something that they don't have mastery in. And for the doctors and nurses, tattoo training isn't even required for them to offer tattooing. Now, some of them take training, some of them do, some of them go and take take training. Um, now, for me, I, um, I can't feel good about accepting into my full program anybody who doesn't already have a couple years of tattooing experience. And no doctor or nurse is going to go through that. They're not going to learn how to do body tattoo. They're not going to do an apprenticeship. They already have a career. They're not going to go through a PMU training to learn how to do eyebrows because they're not doing eyebrows. So because this is an industry standard, it's also an industry norm. And the standard is normalized that training for to do tattooing is not required. 
And as a breast cancer survivor, wouldn't you want your nipple tattoos done by somebody who knows what they're doing? Because I think it's time that you guys understand the, the difference and demand it. And also take a chance on the people who have gone through that, that training and that, that skill set developing, which takes years. It takes 10,000 hours to master something. And I even have a previous student of mine heard me say in a training once that I've done probably about 20,000 tattoos in my career. She heard me say it. And then I heard her repeating it to somebody else. And I said, that's not true. So we have people that are dishonest about their skill set. So it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. It's really kind of like the wild, wild west out there, you know? So I just wanted to arm you with knowledge of what's happening in, in the industry so that you could navigate through all of the people that are starting to do this and uh, make the best decision for yourself because now you have informed consent. And I wanted to arm you with knowledge because I think that that's uh, the best way for you to be a warrior for yourself in this world. Now I'm going to do a couple more talks over the next couple weeks. As I said, I'm going to talk about when are your scars ready to tattoo? And this is specifically, these talks are specifically for people getting areola tattoos and people doing areola tattoos. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give equal knowledge on both sides of that coin um, because I can speak to both sides of that coin because I've had nipple tattoos and I do nipple tattoos and they say teach what you know and I really know a lot about both of these things <laughs> and uh, so I just want to arm you guys with knowledge um, from all the conversations that I've had with survivors and all the conversations I've had with other tattooists that care a lot about seeing the standards raised for both sides of that coin. So please join me over the next few days. I'm going to do one talk about um, when can the scars be tattooed. And I'm going to do one talk about um, who, how to find a good tattooist. And I'm going to do one talk about how to take care of your new tattoos and aftercare. And um, yeah, I've got a whole little list. And uh, so please come and join me. And if uh, if today's talk helped you at all, please uh, comment below and let's keep the conversation going. Or if you'd like to be on it, um, if I can interview you, if you want to interview me, if you want to ask me some questions, um, positive or negative, I welcome them all. Um, or if you want to interview anybody else on the ART team, or just let's keep the conversation going. I want everybody to have their say because we can all learn so much from each other. And uh, I really want to know everybody's perspective. Then I get to learn a lot too. So put it in the comments below. Um, feel free to share this video. I got to go.